Hello guys, welcome back to Andrea's podcast. Today I have a pleasure to share with you this amazing person, a colleague of mine and a good friend, Dr. Adam Martin. Adam has a beautiful heart and a, a beautiful soul, but not only that, he's very passionate about his mission of uh, changing our health care system. Adam created this amazing movement, The Fit Pharmacist, and he is helping uh, other pharmacists to become a better professionals with self-care and uh, taking care of their own health. And with that, they're changing the lives of their patients. So you will hear all about why he's so passionate about this movement and that will inspire you to take the leash of your own life. So I hope you truly enjoyed this podcast as much as I did it. This conversation it was very empowering and it was a beautiful learning conversation for me and I hope it will be for you as well. So let's dive in. Alrighty. So today I have a special, very special guest with me, my good friend and colleague, Dr. Adam Martin. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. No, thank you for your time. Seriously, it's, I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it's an honor. And this is live in person. So this isn't on the phone because we had to hang out. I know. This is my first, seriously, this is my first like live interview. Yeah. And you're my first male guest. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I hope I set better. the standard okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam and I, we have like a great conversation earlier. And I just want to share um, Adam's story because it's very, very powerful story and uh well why don't you tell you us a little bit about you sure um so i am a super nerd i am very proud of that <laughs> <laughs> so embrace your inner nerd is my is my message um but what i what i want to share is the importance of having a strong and clear why with your purpose and with what you're setting out to do and i'm going to explain why that why is important um, so when I was in high school, I, I loved animals. I still do to this day, um, but I really loved them. So I was like, oh, well, the clear thing to do before I even knew what it was is to be a vet. Mm. So for since I can remember, I wanted to grow up and be a vet. So I'm like, I'm going to be a vet. I'm going to be a vet. I'm going to be a vet. So I decided that in my uh, junior year of high school that it's time to actually figure out what being a vet is about. So I went and shadowed at a, uh, a vet hospital for about nine months, and it, I hated it. It was not at all what I thought it would be. I thought it would be like playing with puppies. I don't even know what I thought. But what it really was is, you know, taking care of sick animals and unfortunately putting them down every day for good reason because they're in pain, you know, they're suffering and everything else. Um, so it was for a good purpose, but I just couldn't uh, deal with that uh, and, and be that person to do that necessary action. So it wasn't what I thought it was. So I thought, okay, now I know what I don't want. Now I need to figure out what I do because high school is coming to a close. Mm. Um, right around that same time, uh, my mom got diagnosed with colon cancer. Uh, she was 
50 years old, went in for her routine colonoscopy, and it was uh, very aggressive. Um, mm. I didn't know this, but at the time, they gave her less than six months to live. And uh, so they, they were, she was in the hospital all the time, multiple surgeries. They took out, I think it was like 14 inches of her colon. Um, it was uh, very late onset stage cancer, uh, stage four, I believe. Uh, so it had metastasized to her liver, all over her body. Um, and around that time, we were in the pharmacy pretty much most days of the week. Mm. Uh, and I don't, we don't know any pharmacists in my family. Uh, they're just, you know, all I know at that time is they're, they're people that are really busy, really smart, and they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying mm -hmm. to get their work done. Um, but we were in there so much, they started to really care for us beyond just uh, a number and just really showed us care. You know, how is your family doing? If you need medication and you can't get here, we'll, you know, drop it off, do whatever we can to help you. And that caught my attention that there's, in my view at the time, this busy professional who doesn't know us, we don't know them, but mm -hmm. they're just showing this level of care that's really genuine. Mm -hmm. And they're really looking to serve us the patient rather than a number or just someone else to check off a list. So that caught my attention because I was good at math. I had an interest in science and that's basically all I knew about pharmacies. You needed those and these people care about people. So that's what caught my interest. So I started to look into it and the more I looked into it, the more I was like, this is what I was meant to do. I love people. I love relationships. Um, and I have a gift for meeting people where they are mm -hmm. and really listening to them to make them feel heard and understood. And when you do that, you create and form a bond of trust. And when someone trusts you, you can lead them to help themselves in whatever way that might be. Mm -hmm. And that is when training and expertise comes in because you need those skills to, to take it from there. But that first part was a natural gift that I had. And have explored since to develop. So I decided that pharmacy school was my, my route and I applied to pharmacy school. I was all excited. I'm like, I know what I want to do. Like, this is great. And then I get the rejection letter. Yeah. I am told that you're not accepted. Your grades aren't good enough. You, you know, not a good fit, mm -hmm. which looking back was true because I didn't take college seriously my mm -hmm. first year. So that the grades reflected that. Um, so I met with a academic advisor uh, at the university, not the pharmacy school, but just the general university. And she said, you know, pharmacy is competitive. You're not really cut out for this academically. Maybe you should consider something else. Wow. So I was like, no. <laughs> so I took that not as a rejection, but more as a motivation hmm. to really wise up. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a fire under my butt to really get serious and innovative. So looking at, I went and met with admissions and I said, you know, I, I was turned down, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm giving up because I really believe that I was meant to do this. Mm. So what does admissions look for? And like, well, grades are important, but it's only half the equation. I'm like, what's the other half? And they say leadership and being, showing a commitment to the profession. So there was an organization pre-pharmacy school that allowed um, both pharmacy students and pre-pharmacy students to be involved so I could help with you know intake process and organizing and things like that. So I went to the meeting and afterwards I went up to the president at the time who then became my, my first mentor and I said, hey, I want to get into pharmacy school. I want to get involved. What do I do? And he, he's like, wow, you like took initiative. You don't know me. So he actually like 
told me to do this and that, and you know, you need to run for a management position uh, to be a leader and do these things. So I did them, and I I retook a course that I didn't get a good grade in, and so that I could replace that grade. Mm-hmm. And I just was in the pharmacy school so much, volunteering and, and getting to know people, that people thought I was a pharmacy student. So I literally made that a priority, of doing another additional year to do whatever it took to make my self um, not worthy, but make myself more competitive mm-hmm. to get into pharmacy school. So I reapplied. And uh, I was taking a exam, or actually I was about to take a my final exam in physics. I did not like physics, but I needed to take more courses mm-hmm. because in order to apply to other schools, you had to have certain prerequisites. Just in case I didn't get into pit, I wanted to apply elsewhere. So physics was a requirement for many of them. So I was studying in the library. I think I was going on hour eight of studying for this final. And uh, I got a call from the admissions and she said, I was so excited. I'm about to send you an email, but I had to call you. She's like, you didn't get accepted to pharmacy school, but you got waitlisted, which means that you're accepted if people we gave offers of admissions to turn it down. Wow. So... I was on a wait list, so like, we'll let you in if other people say no. Uh-huh. So I was real excited, and um, I was about to take this final, and she's like, it's contingent on your grade. So I was all excited, but I had to keep studying because I had to so pass this me. final. <laughs> so that's where focus came in. Um, and it ended up that uh, they, the you know, there was a spot that ended up being open, and I did get accepted to pharmacy school. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny because once I got in, I worked so hard to get that admissions that I, I took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And when I we had orientation for pharmacy school the last day, so prior to classes, you have orientation about mm-hmm. setting expectations and so forth. And the last thing they said is, by the way, you need to elect a class president to lead your class. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the one of the clearest moments in my life of you were meant to do this. I remember that moment. That was back in uh, 2008, and this is 2019, and I still remember that exact moment and that feeling to this day. Clarity, a light bulb. I was meant to do this. This is my purpose, to lead this class. I'm an Eagle Scout, so I was uh, brought up with leadership to develop those qualities, and I I went back to my mentor, my original mentor in that organization that I went up to, and I said, hey, um, they said that they elect class presidents because he, he was in pharmacy school two years ahead of me. So I was meant to do this. What do I do? And he said, oh, dude, all you got to do is get up there and say, uh, I am a liaison, but I'm going to serve as your liaison between students and faculty. And people will say, oh, he speaks French. And then they'll elect you. And I, I laughed, but it, it worked. I did it and I got elected. And I took that so seriously that this was my role, so I really took that seriously, and by doing that, it allowed me to build relationships with other uh, students in my class mm-hmm. because I took that role seriously. Like I'm here to guide you and solve problems, or you know, direct you to people to, to help that would be best fit as a resource to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to build relationships with professors because I had no experience with that before, mm-hmm. but I took it upon myself to you know. Um, start the introduction, put myself out there. And through that process, it allowed me to realize that healthcare pharmacy is all about relationships Mm -hmm. and how you connect with people and how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. So by serving that role, it allowed me to have really great contacts and really create my own career and brand 
at the time I didn't do this intentionally. That's just mm-hmm. what ended up happening. Um, and when I when I uh, was on my last year of pharmacy school, I was at the uh, in Maryland actually uh, Silver Springs on rotation at the FDA, and I got a call from the dean of pharmacy school, and she said, "Hi Adam, this is Dean Crowboth. Um, I As you know, we provide scholarships for various you know funds and sponsors throughout the year." Uh, but one of my ways of giving back is to select who I deem to be the most innovative professional in each class. Each year I select one male and one female from each class who I deem to be an uh, innovator in the profession. Wow. And it's a $10,000 scholarship. And I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. And she's like, yeah, you're the male that I'm choosing. Wow. So. The thing I never told anyone in my class mm. is literally I was the last person to get accepted in my class. Mm. But because I came at it with an attitude of appreciation mm-hmm. and just realizing how grateful I was to be in that space and mm. have that opportunity to get in after I was told no. And I was persistent and put in the work and I, I didn't take that as an answer. I kept pushing. Mm-hmm. I was the last, I started as the last person to get in, but I ended being a president of my class being deemed as the dean of pharmacy school, who want, who once said you're not good enough to get in, but now she's saying I'm the most innovative person in my mm-hmm. class. Here's ten thousand dollars, and I ended up making pharmacy my life purpose because not not pushing drugs or saying that drugs are the answer or anything like that. They have a place. It's not an all or nothing mindset, but seeing that pharmacists are the most accessible healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. So when people come into the pharmacy or any healthcare. Um, chances are they're, they're not just there for a checkup. They have something going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were recently diagnosed with a the disease. They're, they're not doing well physically. They have an illness. They need mm-hmm. help. So they're not in the best state of mind or emotional state. Um, people that come in with that oftentimes are not the most friendly or kind because they're dealing with a lot. So you have to have that sense of compassion. And when you do that and don't take things personally and you're able to see from that perspective that you're there to help, it allows that relationship to build with the patient. Mm. And being the most accessible healthcare provider, we're positioned to be that person, to be a liaison for their healthcare. Mm. Because they might not need a medication or if they are on a medication that they can't afford or they're having side effects or as a pharmacist, I see that there's a better alternative for them. Mm -hmm. I'm able to make that call to their prescriber to, to make my recommendations and be a uh, advocate for the patient's health or if they're having you know ongoing pain maybe maybe I uh, do a, an assessment and see that they have a pinched nerve and they're you know taking ibuprofen they're prescribed uh, muscle relaxers mm-hmm. but once they wear off they still have that pain yeah. when in reality it's just a pinched nerve and they really should see a chiropractor mm. um, or they're having some um, ailments that are leading to uh, pain medication prescription but they really should see a physical therapist Mm -hmm. or something like that. So being able to have that open relationship with a patient, to do that triage, to see what's really going on, to get to the source of that by having that relationship, asking the questions, because they come to us with this trust. And I take Mm -hmm. that very seriously. So they they are giving this very personal information to you. And it's, it's our choice what to do with it. We can look at it and say, hey, we're really busy. We're understaffed. We have all this work to do. So we're just going to, you know, say, take ibuprofen or, or whatever, or we can take this very seriously that each life matters mm-hmm. and we're positioned to really make a difference in this person's life. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I, I try to go into every day is 
seeing every single person as an amazing opportunity to make an impact in their life. Mm -hmm. And through that, I have seen that so many people, medication has a place, yes, but so many people um, are not aware or have the guidance to realize that it's really lifestyle choices, mm -hmm. nutrition and exercise that can really guide them mm -hmm. to being more in control and more in power of their own life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw as a pharmacy student. So I got really into um, drug-free bodybuilding uh, for myself, but seeing the principles that proper nutrition, exercise, and the power of mindset mm -hmm. has on your capacity, not just for physical fitness and quality of life, but how you develop as a professional. Because if you're in the right state of mind, you're fueling your, your body with the right nutrition, um, you're using that through exercise to create that high emotion from the motion you choose to take, that's gonna allow you to perform at a high level in all of your, your uh, academic endeavors. Mm -hmm. So it created this symbiotic relationship of if you want to do well in life, fitness is great. If you want to do well in pharmacy, fitness is great. Mm -hmm. So it, it was this pairing. So it became um, this fitness and pharmacy type of mission. And right at, shortly after I graduated pharmacy school, Instagram was getting big. I didn't even know what that was. And my friends were like, you need to make Instagram. I'm like, what's that? Uh -huh. I'm like, just make a name that like fits your passions. I'm like, well, fitness and pharmacy, I'll be the fit pharmacist. So that's literally where all this came from. Yeah. And now it's turned into a movement uh, because just by posting, you know, my story and, and, and thoughts and life lessons on social media, uh -huh. it's attracted people all over the world. Um, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, uh, Uganda, all, all the states that you can think of, the United Kingdom, um, that are really making their health a priority because they see how much they are thriving mm -hmm. when they make themselves a priority, not just in their personal life, but in their professional life too. Because we all, mo most of us in pharmacy are very type A. We want to achieve goals. We want to push the boundaries. We want to grow. Mm -hmm. But if we're not investing in ourselves, that won't be possible. Because so often people think that if you want to succeed in this one area, put everything in that one area, yeah. which a lot of times is counterintuitive. Yeah. Because if you do that, you're not going to thrive. Yep. So if you instead put, really invest in yourself as a priority mm -hmm. and make your health and wellness that much of an, uh, an effort and focus, you're actually going to thrive more in your other endeavors mm -hmm. had you just put all your energy in that one thing because that is what prevents burnout. That's what makes you feel fulfilled and like you're not losing out or, or uh, what is it, FOMO, if you're okay. missing out on other things. So it, it's created this amazing movement uh, in pharmacy, but it, it's actually spreading to other areas of healthcare, um, mainly nursing and uh, physician assistants. So it, it's, it's ascending into healthcare because when we realize that we're able to take care of ourselves and make ourselves a priority, we're able to thrive in our personal lives, but also our professional lives. We're going to be able to show up better for our patients. We're going to be able to deliver better care. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to make better recommendations because we're more energetic and more present in the moment. So by doing that, we're able to make a difference in people's lives. And by living a life that way, we're setting an example for our patients that this is actually something that we practice mm -hmm. what we preach. Absolutely. Because if you're a patient who is struggling with weight loss mm -hmm. and you're coming to your pharmacist asking questions and they're 350 pounds, mm -hmm. are you going to really take that advice seriously? Mm -hmm. If you're coming to a pharmacist and you're smoking, you've been smoking for 20 years mm -hmm. and you've had enough and you're ready to quit 
and you ask them for advice, but they're, they'll be right with you because they're on their smoke break. Are you going to listen to that person? So if you practice what you preach, if you lead by example, mm -hmm. by investing in your health and yourself, you'll be able to not only help yourself but other people by leading the way you choose to live your life. Yeah. So that's as short as I can make my story <laughs> and my purpose and where I am now, but I'm really blessed for the, the hardship that I've endured because it's pushed me to get innovative and really ask myself, is this worth it? Is the rejection worth it? Is being told no or you're not ready and you know taking that step, is, is that worth it? And if you have your strong why, if you're committed to that purpose and you have that clarity, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And when you get that, that negative feedback, it, it's actually positive because use pain as a way to grow. Yeah. All that we do is whittle down to either seeking pleasure or avoiding pain. Mm -hmm. Avoiding pain is a stronger driver than seeking pleasure. So if you look at your opportunities, well, I just did it there. If you look at your, your hardships or setbacks as opportunities for growth instead of condemnation, you're going to live a fulfilled life because think about it. You're going to have good days and bad days. Mm -hmm. If you celebrate the good days and you look at the bad days as feedback that you need to improve or change, every day is going to be amazing because while it might not be a pleasant feeling, the bad days, it's really a signal that this is an area you need to grow or improve in or make a change because this isn't working and it doesn't align with your purpose. Mm -hmm. So living life that way has really allowed me to shift my mindset and not look at anything as bad or a setback, but really as a learning experience. Mm. So that's, that's the mindset shift that I've made. And it's really just been a tremendous blessing in the amount of people I've been able to connect with through that, mm -hmm. uh, the amount of patients I've been able to help and lives I've been able to impact. And uh, that's really my mission is to... Uh, focus in, in my niche of pharmacy, but uh, overall healthcare, mm -hmm. that this is the way to live. If you want to make a change, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. And that starts with the mindset and the nutrition and the fitness. So that, that's been my mission and my purpose and my passion in life. And that all came from being told no. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's so much in your story. Like it's so empowering because you, you knew like you just mentioned, like it's so important to know your why. Yeah. But most people don't know. Yes. So here's my question because my listeners, most of my listeners, they already know their why. But the people who are new to my podcast or new even to this concept of like, what is my why? How do I know my why? What would you, uh, especially let's say if we have some health professionals just listen to this podcast um, and they really want to change the way they approach their their um, patients or their work work addict. Mm -hmm. um, how would you suggest them? Where should they they start? How can I know my like my why? Yes. So the interesting thing is, once I decided that pharmacy was for me, my why then was not as strong as it is now. Mm. And because it, it comes down to being extremely focused on how simple you can make your why. So you, we've all heard about the elevator pitch. And you say like, you know, you're at a, a meeting or a function or a party and you meet someone new and you're like, oh, hi, I'm Andre or hi, I'm Adam. And then they say like, oh, what do you do? Uh -huh. Now, if you say, oh, well, it's complicated or blah, 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 you don't know. You don't know. 
you have to be really simple because once you can simplify your purpose in as few words as possible mm. and be clear about it, that's your why. And that does not come overnight. It doesn't come in weeks or months. That's a process. So when I started uh, back in, after I got initially decided pharmacy was for me, I had a general idea, but I, I wanted to explore more. So mm -hmm. I started shadowing with pharmacists. I started going to events. I started volunteering and seeing more about what they were about because we don't know everything. We don't know, even if we're real passionate about something, there's, there's always more to learn. So the deeper you dive into that, the more time you spend with it, the more you're going to learn come into realization of what that is really about. So the deeper you dive, the more clarity you're going to get from that. So my challenge to those of you who either don't know what you want to do or, or do know what you want to do and, and you feel confident in that, first off, congratulations in both instances, because if you don't know what you want to do, I guarantee you've explored things that did not resonate with mm -hmm. you. So now you've just told, you found those things that you don't want to waste time going in. Yeah. So like for me, I love, I still love animals, but I would never be a vet. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to waste time with that. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you, if you don't know what you want to do, keep exploring. If you know what you want to do, have you dived deeper into that? So, so the concept that I want to really hone in is we all, if you're listening to this podcast, you're clearly someone who wants to persevere and wants to dive deeper and make a real big difference in your life. And chances are you're an overachiever and you like to make progress, which mm -hmm. is excellent. However, if you try to do everything all the time, you're going to end up doing nothing. So my challenge is not to see how many things you can be good at, mm -hmm. but see how focused you can be in one thing. So rather than trying to be a jack of all trades and master of none, here's the advice I want to give you. Go an inch wide and a mile deep. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is see how narrow, how specific you can make your why, your focus, your purpose, and dive deep into that as much as you can. Go on retreats, go to conferences, shadow people in your field, go to networking conferences, listen to podcasts, mm -hmm. do what you can, read books, get as involved as you can and as deep as you can on that subject because it's going to do one of two things. It's going to solidify your why and allow you to get more clear and more well-versed in that area of material so you can be the expert or it will tell you that this isn't what you thought it was and you're now realizing that you might want to take a shift and find something else. Both of those are wins because imagine if you don't dive deep and you spend 10, 15 years doing mm -hmm. something and then you start looking into it because you're like, why am I not as happy as I was when I started? And then you start to inquire mm -hmm. 15 years down the road and realize, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And there's 15 years of your life mm -hmm. versus making this a continual process of learning and growth and realizing that it's time to make a change or make another exploration. And there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you fail. That doesn't mean you're an idiot or mm -hmm. wasted your time. You invested in yourself and that is a win. Yeah, I love, 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 love this. And I, I always remind my clients too, like let's just focus on one thing so we can perfect that thing. Not really perfect, but we can be good at that thing and then you can move on. Yes. And then the same concept that actually I started applying on my life because I was, it's so interesting that you were saying, because I'm, I'm learning so much just by our conversation and I know our listeners will too, yeah. um, is that in the very beginning of my, my career or my mission, I was the, I'm a very type of A too, and I'm an achiever and I want to do everything, like yeah. everything. I used to do that too. 
and my focus was all over the place so i'd never been good at anything i would just want to do a little bit of everything yes. and uh, what i noticed is that one Yes, even though I had a lot of experiences through my my journey, but it wasn't fulfilling myself. Like my, I wasn't feeling like a happiness or joy of what I, I was meant to do. And uh, also, I was not being good enough. Like, not a good at one, one thing. thing. Yes, you weren't becoming an expert. Yes, in your craft. And then once I shift, it was like, okay, let me recognize what I really, truly love of doing, which is empowering, it's self-care. So if I focus on that thing, yes, then everything else is going to fall into. Yes. Because nutrition, fitness, self-care, and uh, mindset, they are all combined together. 100%. But I need to focus in on one thing. If it's nutrition, it's just nutrition. And then mindset will fall into it. Yes. Because it comes in. So, and that's a great concept that you're saying. Because most people, they have the tendency of start one thing. But because it's not a working, they will give up. Or they will say, well, this is not for me. But once you decide, it's like, no, I can improve upon this. This is a, an extra opportunity for me to improve upon this one thing. Yes. Let me just keep doing, doing every single day until I, quote unquote, perfect. Mm -hmm. Better off that I will grow. Yeah, and I, I'd say approach it with curiosity. So if you have a passion, approach it with curiosity. Mm -hmm. And the fun thing is today with technology and social media, it's not going to cost you anything. Mm. It's only going to cost you if you don't do this. So what I mean by that is the example, if you go 15 years in your career and you never explore, and then as time goes on, you feel less and less fulfilled and then explore and realize, oh crap, I don't like this. Yeah. Which, you know, that, you, that could happen. Mm -hmm. You could do that. But if you're looking at maximizing time and really getting clear on that now, approach it with curiosity. And you might listening to this and think like, oh, I'm good at lots of things. Like I'm going to you know, do this and that. Well, you've all heard the phrase, you know, in order to be expert or master at something, it, it requires 10,000 hours mm -hmm. or 10 years. So let's say that that's true. Okay. And if you're going to spend 10 years, 10,000 hours, how are you going to do that if you're trying to do 10 other things? Yep. That's not to say, you know, don't run or, you know, uh -huh. you can do other things and enjoy them. But what I'm talking about is really finding a fulfilling purpose and maximizing your why. Mm -hmm. And that requires going deep into one area. And the only person that can tell you what that is, is you. Mm -hmm. Now, there's life coaches and, and coaches like you and I that mm -hmm. help guide people to that. Mm -hmm. But the only person that's going to tell you what is the answer is you. And the only way you're going to do that is through self-exploration. Mm -hmm. And th that is a fun thing mm -hmm. because it's like... A journey every day is an adventure yeah so that's my advice is to go on a journey with yourself with your why and do some exploring and you don't have to do it alone you can do it at conferences you can do it through podcasts uh -huh. you can read some books you can go to you know organizations clubs and, and ask these questions mm -hmm. so if you think you're really into a topic let's say you, you really think you want to own a gym Go talk to some gym owners. Mm -hmm. Go talk to people who owned a gym and got out of it and ask why. Go ask the people who are 
getting started. Go ask the people that are in different areas at different stages of that process so you can see what that looks like. Because yes, you could just figure it out on your own, mm -hmm. but history is an excellent teacher of the future. So if you're able to learn these things from people who have already made the investment of time, of money, it's a great way to cut that learning curve and learn from other people because they have different perspectives, they have different starting points, and they have different ending points with where exactly they're looking to go. But we're all on a similar path with that. So if you can glean those insights, it might give you something to think about that you might not have considered before. Yeah, that's, that's very, very powerful. Thank you. Yeah. So let's just, uh, we are about to wrap up um, our podcast. So I would like to end with some uh, fired questions. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh. ooh, this is my first time doing fired questions. I'm <laughs> like, I'm excited. So what are you grateful for? Oh, so much. Uh, it, it always, so it, I love that question. I start every morning, I have a morning ritual, and I start with the morning power questions. Mm. And there are uh, 10 or so questions And the, the two favorite questions I ask are, what am I grateful for in my life right now? Mm -hmm. And who in my life do I love and who loves me? And whenever I come to that question, I have a plaque on my wall and I literally sit on my couch and read these out loud. So my neighbors all think I'm crazy every morning, but <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, we're not your neighbor, so we are all good. At, at least it's entertaining, right? So I love the people in my life. That's number one. I am so blessed because we all have rough days where we don't feel like we're on the right path or what we did didn't matter. You know, we can all slip into that self-doubt or um, not, not constructive self-critique. Mm -hmm. So having people that are your tribe are supportive, not just always cheerleading you saying, rah, rah, you can do it, it's okay, but people in your life that are true friends that are willing to tell you when you're off the right path or that you're not living to your full potential, or your actions are not mimicking what you're saying, mm -hmm. or just willing to have difficult conversations, those are the friends that I allow close into my circle. So every day I say their names out loud, and I'm just so grateful for those people, for my health, um, for the opportunity, for, for God to be such a amazing, loving being that you know, forgave us and, and died for our sins because that that's the, the big concept that really shifted my life. That mindset is, you know, I, I have to, I have to do good deeds. I have to be good enough for God. Mm -hmm. And the learning point that I had that changed my life was that you'll never be good enough for God, but you don't have to be mm -hmm. because God is God. You're human. We all are human. So we have human flaws. Yeah. However, God died for our sins. He paid for everything. That's not to say don't live, try to live your life virtuously or good, do good deeds. But if you're trying to do things to be good enough for God, you're going to fail. Because God already covered and gave you the gift of salvation. The only thing that you have to do is accept it. And when I heard that, it really struck a chord with me. Mm. Because looking back, that's what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be good enough for God. Mm. But I was human. Mm. So I, I was inevitably going to fail. Yeah. However, I tried to live my life how God would live and accept the gift that was already given for me. Literally, your only job is to live a life like God and accept what he has already given you. That's all you have to do is accept the gift that is before you. And once you do that, it's very freeing and empowering because you can now live your life with a new purpose 
to live it as he would want you to live it because he already gave his life for you to do that it's just up to you to do it whoa (laughs) oh my god next question that was (laughs) what what are or one or whatever are two or three books that changed your life oh awaken the giant within by tony robbins hands down i was in the darkest point of my life uh thanksgiving day 2017 i believe it was 2016 2017 lowest point in my life um i think about 17 17 yeah you remember because you're one of my core people so (laughs) absolutely um it was so bad i had anxiety because i didn't want to sleep because whenever i'd wake up i'd wake up in a state of anxiety and i could not shake it and it if i got up to go to the bathroom at two in the morning four in the morning the anxiety would start and i couldn't Mm -hmm. go back to sleep so i was literally terrified of sleep because when i went to bed it means that i would have to wake up Mm. and when i wake up the anxiety would be there waiting Mm. so i could not shake the cycle and it was really detrimental i was uh, you know working a full-time job 41 and a half hours a week uh running a business also full-time uh, in the middle of a contest prep for a drug-free bodybuilding show. And uh, I needed sleep mm. in order to function. And that's, I learned by not having sleep. So literally working 80 plus hours a week, doing bodybuilding prep, doing all the things, coaching, um, sleeping three hours a night, that you have to have sleep because you'll literally lose yourself. So I got to that point and realized, you know, this, the, you know, people in my life deserve better. And that starts with me making this choice. So I had to shake that. So I picked up uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins and I poured my heart out to it. Every morning, it would take me, uh, I would read that for an hour, hour and a half, um, take a shower and listen to Tony Robbins on YouTube. And it took me a good two to three hours to get myself together just to get out of the door. Not loving life, but just enough. Like Mm -hmm. by a a thread Mm -hmm. to get out the door. And then I would come back home and be terrified of sleep because I knew as soon as I woke up, that anxiety would hit. So I had the book right by my bed. So as soon as I woke up, it didn't matter if it was 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whenever that anxiety would not allow me to go back to sleep, mm-hmm. I would grab that book and dive right into it. It changed my life. Changed my life. And from that, it allowed. It took months, but mm-hmm. it allowed me to get to a place where there would be, you know, a day that would pop up where I didn't wake up with overwhelming anxiety. And mm. I was like, wow, this is working. <laughs> the self-work works. Yep. But it was intense. It was four hours a day on top of all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really allowed me to see, like, uh, you know, I, this, if this book changed my life and these videos changed my life, I need to, I need to do an immersion. So I went to Unleash the Power Within, um, and that was an amazing experience. And I just went on this quest of self-development. So I went to Grant Cardone's 10X. Um, I went to other conferences. I went to Summit of Greatness with Lewis Howes. And it's just been uh, a a, a real awakening that I have to invest in myself. Because if I don't, I won't grow. And if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. So those concepts have really allowed me to free myself from myself and allow me to see the importance of investing in you. And uh, that led to so many amazing breakthroughs, including writing my first book, mm-hmm. which is titled RxU. Because as a pharmacist, we fill tons and tons of prescriptions. But the most important prescription you can fill is yourself. Filling yourself with self-care 
is the most important script you can ever dispense. So that's why I decided to write that book and it turned into a uh, bestseller in less than 24 hours. Um, it's impacted hundreds of lives across the world. I get DMs of people holding the book all across the world. It's, it's such a blessing to see that message uh, impact people that by going through my struggle and really using that no, so going mm -hmm. back to the re or genesis of this podcast, seeing that no, that rejection, and not accepting that, but saying this is just motivation to get really serious and clear on what I'm going to do with myself, mm -hmm. allowed me to create this personal power. And it's allowed me to see how to do this and tell people that you can do this too. Mm -hmm. And it's allowed me to really hone my gifts towards this purpose of self-empowerment in our profession, in healthcare overall, because patients come to us for guidance, but if we're lost, how are we gonna lead? So that's really my mission is to help people see that light that's been within them the whole time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam. This was a great conversation. It's it was like a, it was one of the best podcasts ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, you asked like, me. Oh my gosh. You asked my your original question. Uh, what are you grateful in, in your life? And you're definitely one of those people. Oh, you're I'm an amazing soul. Too. You're committed to finding and 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 helping with that self love, not just in yourself but in other people. And it's genuine. I see how much you pour into your clients. I see how much you pour into your friends, including myself. Oh. And it's really inspiring to see someone with such a big heart that's genuine. It doesn't have, and well, I did this, so you'd have to do this. It's not a reciprocal type thing. It's I'm giving to give because I care. So I'm very grateful to have people like you in my life because that inspires me to be better and to give more. Oh, that's why I, I, I'm grateful for you too. I'm grateful for you i'm grateful for all my friends in my life and my clients and everybody and i'm grateful for this opportunity because it's being an honor, an honor. it feels like seriously this is an honor and i know oh. i know my listeners will enjoy this podcast oh, a lot thank you seriously well, I, I took notes you you uh, love your format you've got such a great studio here <laughs> I, I gotta upgrade my swag <laughs> so thank you so, so much for having me on and it's been a blast where can we find you uh the best place is instagram at the fit pharmacist um, I put tons of video content. I also have a podcast. I release an episode every Monday. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, pharmacy is my niche, but I really focus on mindset and interviewing people in healthcare, not just pharmacy, but people who are looking to do more and dispense more of themselves so that they can impact others. Mm -hmm. So sharing their story, their biggest learning tips mm -hmm. so that you can learn as well. Um, also on Facebook, uh, three, the words are separate, the fit pharmacist. We have a page there. Um, you know, other, all over social media, I'm on LinkedIn, but the best place is Instagram. Uh, yeah, if you found value in this or, you know, want to continue the conversation, send me a DM. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, where can we buy your book? Uh, it's on Amazon. So it's called cool. RXU. Guys, go get it. Seriously, I have one in my bookshelf, and it's <laughs> awesome. It's really good. Oh, thank you. Yes, it and it's, is. it's very not, simple. Yeah, it's not a long read, so yep. it's it's pretty simple. Um, but if you have a Kindle, it's also on in Kindle as well. Oh, cool. So, alrighty, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, guys, and uh, please let me know what do you think. What do you want to hear more from me? And uh, leave a comment on iTunes and uh, give me some stars. 
because the more stars and more reviews I have, the more people can find this podcast and I can bring more guests for you. So you can always follow me on Instagram, Andrea Cauano Dupuy underscore, my website, Andrea Cauano Dupuy dot com, or my Facebook page, Andrea Cauano Dupuy. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and uh, thanks so much for being here with me today. It means a word to me.